Hello. I really don't know where to start today. It's been a month or so, almost a month exactly, since I recorded an episode, and that's because I've been back to work and getting back into the swing of things and just have not had much time. And don't really have the time now either, but I feel like I need to voice my opinions at least or post something that I guess helps draw attention to what's going on in the States and around the world in support of what's going on in the States right now. And I want to start by saying that if you have any opinion on what's going on in the States, if you talk about it at all with whoever, I hope that you've watched the full 10-minute video of George Floyd's murder. It's 10 minutes. That's not long in the grand scheme of things. And if you choose not to watch it, for whatever reason, I think that you're hiding from the problem. And I get that there are many reasons not to watch it. And my opinion a couple days ago was that you don't need to watch it to understand. You know, we've seen this time and time again. And maybe you've watched one of these videos before where a black person is killed by the police for no reason. However... It's the fact that it keeps happening that's the problem. And if you're not continuing to watch these videos, then you're not feeling the full effect, especially if you you aren't a person of color. If you're a white person in this world, you're never going to fully be able to understand what it feels like to be a minority or a person of color. And in this specific instance, a, a black person in a country with systemic racism. And so if you want to have any opinion in favor of or against what's going on, watch the video first and then have your opinion. Then talk about it. But you have to watch it. You have to to see the brutality of it. You have to feel whatever it makes you feel before you can say anything. Because to not watch it is to not fully understand what's going on. And I'd like to think that anybody who watches it will be outraged, should be outraged for sure. I've heard modern-day lynching, and that is that is exactly what it was. He apparently was using a counterfeit $20 bill. The cops were called. He was in a car with two other people. They got the other two people out of the car. They were trying to get him out. They got him out. They cuffed him. They moved him off to the side. Everything was fine, and then they trying to put him in the cop car. A scuffle happens at some point with him in the cop car. And then he ends up on the ground and an officer puts his knee on his neck. Another officer has his knee on his back. And he pleads for his life. For multiple minutes. You know, he cries out for his his mom at one point. And everybody watching 
knows that they need to take the knee off the neck. That's as, that's as simple as it is. This whole thing is fixed by taking the knee off and moving your, your knee to the ground. There's four officers there. I don't think they have to worry too much. He's handcuffed. Nothing is going to get out of hand. Yet the knee stays on until he stops saying words and starts making noises. And then it stays on when he stops making noises. And then it stays on when he stops moving. And then it stays on for a few minutes more. And that's it. In ten minutes, you can see somebody go from full of life, normal, to dead. Over nothing. Without fighting. Helpless. And it's far from the first time. And unfortunately, probably far from the last time. And now there are are mass protests all over the country. And there should be. Because at some point, enough is enough. You know, there's been protests uh, 2014, I believe. I want to say 2016, 2018. They've, they've happened before. But nothing's come of them. They're usually a, a single city, maybe a couple cities. But they're isolated. They last a couple of days. And everything goes back to normal. I think that the fact that we're seeing consistent protests and riots, you know, from every however many years to every four to every two to who knows how often they're going to occur going forward, but we're ramping up to something. Something needs to change. And I think most people are aware that something needs to change. And I'm not going to say that this is not a race issue because it definitely is a race issue. But I don't think that it's solely a race issue. This was going on when Obama was president. I believe that it's a, it's, it's a government issue. It's an it's a authority and power versus those without. You know, it's a police state. It's a problem of a certain group abusing the power that they have and another group having no power. It's like two people are playing a game, but one of them is making up the rules as they go. The other person is never going to win. And they might get little victories in the game along the way, but all of those are allowed by the person in charge. And it's really the perfect storm right now. You know, at the start of this year, there's enough crazy other things going on and people taking notice of a lot of issues in the world. And the election primaries were going on. And again, I don't want to make this about something that it's not. And I'm not trying to detract or take away from the Black Lives Matter movement because that that is very important here. But I do think that this wouldn't be the case if Bernie was the Democratic nominee. You look at videos of these protesters, most of them are in their 20s. Most of them are young people that are, that are helpless, that are furious, that are frustrated, that know that things are wrong and have been wrong for their entire lives and know that it needs to change. 
And those are the people that were, were loud, had rallied behind a candidate that they thought would bring change. And he was just pushed off to the side. And in his place, they gave you the option of, of Joe Biden, who is far from an ideal candidate, who has a questionable past, who's been, you know, you look at Bernie, they're both career politicians, obviously. Bernie has the resume to back it up, to know that he'll fight for, for the people, for people of color. You know, he was there at the rallies in the 60s. He was arrested protesting for people of color. And he's always tried to enact bills to help the people, been against wars. And then you look at Joe Biden, he's frankly done the opposite. He's been a part of the problem in, in incarcerating black people and, and wars. And really just the same thing that the government's been doing right or left for a long time. And obviously, I mean, he's up against Trump, and Trump is, is worse and no better. But it's faux change to go from Trump to Biden. It looks like change. It's just flipping left to right. Why do you think every eight years it just sort of flips back left to right to left to right to give the people a sense that something's going to be different when it never is? And so you get a population that for, you know, four years ago, people rallied behind Bernie. Bernie should have been the nominee. The Dems chose to put up Hillary, and we saw what happened there. Four years have gone by. And I'll tell you this. When it came down to Hillary versus Trump, I did not shy away from saying that I would rather have Trump win than Hillary. And the reason for that is that Hillary provided no change. And my thoughts behind it, I didn't think that Trump was going to be a better president. I didn't think that Trump was a better person. I didn't like Trump. However, I thought that Trump would expedite change in America and really a lot of the world, Western world especially, still sort of moves to the beat of America's drum. And if there is a revolution in the United States, there's going to be a, a worldly revolution that happens. And I thought that a Trump presidency expedites that change. And so where we're at right now is honestly, I mean, not that I want people dying and getting hurt or, or what happened to George Floyd happening, I did want the people to rally, to get together, to, to finally demand change, meaningful change, change that we see and feel, change that you can look at and be like, you know what, this time is different than this time. That point there was a point of change. I can't look at the start of Obama's presidency or his second term or the start of George W's presidency or his second term or Clinton or any of that. I can't look and see any point of, of real change. I do think Bernie would be a point of change. And Hillary wouldn't have been a point of change. And Joe Biden will not be a point of change. He won't. It'll seem like it because you get to go from Trump to Biden, but then you're just back to where it's been. And it comes back to this authoritative ruling class and a, a large population of workers that are not able to live the lives that they should. We're all struggling. Everybody's struggling. And then within that, on top of struggling, black people are being killed 
all over the country and you know racial injustice isn't isn't the state's burden alone it happens here in canada it happens all over and it's it's a world problem where there's smoke there's fire and where there are protests there are major issues and when the entire world north america and south america and europe and asia africa all having their own mass protests and riots over you know a year span or over the past few years you have to look at that and assume that though they might not all be directly connected there's a general way that the entire world is and has been run and that's not working for most people you know this is a revolution this is the time we're living in we're fast approaching a time in history where the path forks and one of those paths with the aid of technology leads to some sort of dystopian mass surveillance police state where there are a few people who are well off who are doing well who get to live these rich happy lives and then there's an entire population of people who get to go to work and go home with little candies sprinkled in for them when they're good boys and girls and if you look at what's happening with these riots now or these protests now you can see where this can be amplified and you move it forward technologically down the wrong path and it only becomes harder and harder to fight back you know by the time we're in that dystopian world it's too late you're not going to be able to fix it once you're there you need to prevent it from happening in the first place and i'd like to hope that we all have seen that trump was somebody who tried to move too fast in that direction to take away freedoms and liberties of people and to help and support a smaller wealthy ruling class and now we're aware and we're not going to let it happen and we're not going to let people who have been oppressed and exploited for you know the beginning of this continent continue african americans they obviously they were brought over as slaves and they this country was built by their labor their slave labor and then they were finally freed after a hundred or so years or 200 years and then they were segregated and put into little pockets and none of them had wealth cuz all the wealth was with the white people that were slave owners before and then they're stuck with no wealth and no food and they're helpless and then they're been continuously exploited and harassed and kept down over time and the sad thing is white people haven't cared other groups haven't cared because it hasn't affected them but now we're coming to a time where it's though it's still very white versus black it it is a rich versus poor or a powerful versus a powerless it's not that we're weak it's that we have no power 
and the other side has the power. And now everybody's starting to wake up. To compare it to what was going on in Hong Kong, that was, you know, that was again powerful versus powerless. And I think it's the same fight. It's at least being fought a very similar way. And it comes from people at the top who should be able to fix the issues not doing so. And people at the bottom reaching their ends. With Hong Kong, the one thing that I think is very important to their protests, to their movement, is they have, you know, they've, there's a target, there's a goal. You know, they've got their five demands, not one less. And that provides a possible means to an end. They want those five things, and they'll stop protesting. The problem with the protests going on right now and protests that happened in Ferguson and different protests that have happened over the past few years in similar situations is that they've it's just been sheer frustration, which is fair. I get it. But sheer frustration cannot continue that dissipates or at least with no end in sight how do you keep going or how is it allowed to how can they help even though i'm sure they don't want to how can the other side do anything to make us stop protesting and so there needs to be targets or goals or things that we want enacted in light of this going forward that we are fighting for because unfortunately trying to fight for justice is not enough unfortunately we can't we can't trust that they're gonna be like oh okay no we no this time we learned our lesson yeah justice will yeah we'll make sure even if a video doesn't come out, but we, we hear of a white officer or any officers killing an unarmed black man or, or anybody, we'll, we'll deal with it. We won't be the good old boys club anymore. We will deal with it. That's, there's no way to take them on their word for that. There needs to be demands that are met. And the main one is probably some sort of third party or or you know a police to the police i've always thought about the idea of there somehow being two police forces completely separate that can then be called on the other when one of them isn't doing something right because when the pol- who do you call in that situation when you're watching that video of george floyd it, it's so helpless because those are the the only people that we really have access to call to help so what do you do call the cops and say uh the cops are killing people here there's no you'll get hung up on but if you could call a different group or a different organization and say this is what's going on maybe obviously that's not too as feasible but there needs to be some sort of third party or a independent investigator, somebody that looks into instances where police are accused of, of brutality or of wrongdoing. They can't be allowed to police themselves. That we, we know that that doesn't work. There needs to be more transparency, for sure. And you know, there probably needs to be... You know, we're getting there with, with marijuana being legalized in a lot of places and things like that, but the war on drugs needs to needs to end. You know, drugs need to be decriminalized because that, that's not what 
really police should be out there doing. It just gives them excuses to pick on poor and people in in bad situations and and it allows them to get aggressive and and do things to people who really don't deserve it. You know, addiction's a, a mental issue. A lot of drugs, be it, even marijuana use, whatever it is, oxys, cocaine, whatever drug you're using, it probably, there's a, a mental health aspect to it. It's not a, it's not a, a law-breaking thing. And to get police away from that or harassing those people or dealing with that and get them focused on actual crimes, crimes that are hurting people, that would probably go a, a bit of a way at least. You know, focus, you know, maybe that means money gets directed to mental health services as part of this. But I think decriminalizing, releasing inmates that are in there in jail because they smoked some weed or they had some weed on them or something like that again it's just ways it's just it's a class thing again it's a way to pick on people that don't have money and are down on their luck you see people that get drug charges when they're they're rich when they do have the money nothing really happens but then you've got and again it's mostly black men that were targeted with the war on drugs that are sitting in jail for 20, 40 years to just possession. And it's, it's insane. And I'm not even going to get into then what happens in prisons and, but prisons I'm sure need to be reformed. I'm not educated on that at all. So I don't really know, but I know, I know there's a problem there. And I hope these I hope these protests go on for another week or two weeks or a month or however long it takes. I hope that there are people working behind the scenes, as I believe that there are, coming up with ideas, strategizing, figuring out what the demands of, of the people will be. We need a leader or leaders. Put it out there, see what everybody agrees on needs to happen, come up with demands, and then don't stop until those demands are met. Because if we let this just simmer and die down and we get back to normal and we're like, oh, we'll vote this time. And everything will change. Nothing will change. You know, what's that quote? If your vote mattered, they wouldn't let you have it or something like that. That's unfortunately the real reality. The real reality? That's unfortunately the reality of the situation. Is that your vote as much as it may help and you know if we're we're stuck somewhere there's a line and we all want to be at zero or the far left side and we're currently at 75 on this right side voting only ever really swings us five or ten points on that line. And that line has been really consistently getting away from us, probably. So real change needs to happen. Real, like, burn it down and rebuild it change. None of this lipstick on a pig Oh no, isn't it a little prettier now? None of that. We need a fresh start all over the world. Again, that's why you're seeing the support 
for this protest, for these protests everywhere. In Canada, in the Netherlands, in the UK, in New Zealand, and everywhere. And messages pouring in from all over the country because the world is watching. And for whatever reason, obviously due to the stature that the United States once had, that they've lost over the past few years, the world wants to follow suit. You know, imagine if it was America that was protesting the way Hong Kong was. China's so secretive and doesn't let much out. And obviously Hong Kong's a little bit different, but maybe not for much longer. But if the United States had protests going on where they were shutting down airports and just shutting everything down, nobody was going to work, streets were shut down. You know, if that was happening for consecutive weeks and months in the states though something would change something would change i think that obviously it's it's useful to remember that things aren't always black and white however sometimes you probably do need to look at things in those definites And what I mean by that in this instance is look at this situation like there are are only two options. Where the protesters win or the protesters lose. Where the people win or the people lose. Because that's really what's going to happen. Middle ground isn't a real thing here. There should be No middle ground. It should be very obvious that something needs to change. So over the next couple days, while, you know, this fire is still lit, we need to figure out what those changes are that we need to see, and then we need to demand and not let this stop until they're met. And anything else will be the people, the protesters, the African-American community, the people of color, minorities. It'll be the oppressed losing. It'll be the, the powerless losing. And it'll be the powerful continuing to win if it's anything short of demands being met. Because people are hurting, and people are broken, and it, um, it seems like simple, simple asks. The George Floyd incident should never happen. The Ahmed Aubrey incident should never happen. How was that three months without those two guys that murdered Ahmed Aubrey? Three months and they weren't charged. Three months they were walking around after killing a guy who was jogging. Only when a video came out and people got upset. It make it makes no sense. And you can go through the names of black men and women who have been killed by police a lot of the time, or former police, like in the Aubrey case, and nothing gets done until until noises made. Like, how are murderers not charged until protests happen? People can literally get away with murder, yet there's people in jail over a little bit of weed. Yet videos of people murdering people is not enough. 
I read something great that I would like to say to anybody that doesn't agree with the protests, but I feel like I've probably lost to this point any listener that doesn't agree with the protests. That being said, if you haven't heard this or haven't seen this out there on the social medias, please post it, put it out there, or say it to people. If you're having conversations about what's going on, you know, some people are saying it's horrible that an innocent black person was killed, but destroying property has to stop. When it's so easy to mix up those words a little bit and just say it's horrible that property is being destroyed, but killing an innocent black person has to stop. We all understand what's good and what's bad, or most of us do, but what people don't understand is where the priority has to lie, what has to be worse. The destruction of property and fucking Target and Louis Vuitton and these businesses, that doesn't affect anybody. Obviously, there are some private businesses and small businesses and and businesses that are owned by people who are not crazy wealthy, and, and that's unfortunate. But most of these businesses and corporations aren't going to see any real loss. And if they do, anybody seeing, you know, a real loss at these companies are, are it's going to be like taking a cup of water out of an ocean. They've got enough money where it does not matter. And I'm sure the community and people will rally to help rebuild private businesses and people affected by this that aren't aren't the target. But at this point, everybody's got to take notice. Everybody's got to be made aware that something's got to change. I'd personally like to see one of the demands be that Bernie gets put on the ballot. <laughs> I doubt that'll happen, and again, that might take away from the main point of these protests, but I but I do think that that's something that would help change, help start real change, because something's got to give. I can't believe I'm almost 30, and I really have no promise for where the world's going to be when I'm older. Like I have zero expectations of being fully or near fully happy with the state of the world because of the way that it's currently being run. And maybe that's not true because I, I know the way that I feel and I know the way that a lot of people around my age feel And maybe we just need (laughs) the generations older than us to die out. You know, the world's a lot more connected with with social media and with the internet. And that really helps probably fight racism. Because you're not going to be ever born racist. You know, if you just took babies of different races and ethnicities and put them together, they're not going to know. It's going to be no different for them. You know, racism comes from how you're raised. Racism comes from ignorance and not knowing and and only ever experiencing one or, or two things and just not experiencing, you know, in this case, black culture. Or, or being brought up with people telling you that it's bad or it's evil or it's whatever. And you know, at least with the internet, kids are on there at an early age and they've, they've got friends all across the world. They talk to people all across the world and they see people of all different colors, shapes, sizes, 
you know, and that hopefully will help a bit, but I don't know. I don't know if that's going to help enough. Not when innocent people are still being killed with no real repercussions. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. All I know is there's a fight going on right now. And I think honestly, every single person will be happy or at least not hurt by one side winning. And I think the other side will be detrimental to a majority of the population. Because that will continue to hurt us. So talk about it. I know that it's exhausting and it's a lot to follow, but it's got to be done, unfortunately. It's not going to go away. You can't hide from your problems and when the world has a problem and you're a part of that world, unfortunately, those are your problems, whether you're directly affected by them or not. So talk with your parents, talk with your friends, explain, explain what you're feeling, whatever it is, but bring it up and and don't try to hide from it. Because even if you do try to hide from it, it'll find you. And you don't want to be unprepared.
that was 8 minutes and 46 seconds of silence, which is how long that Derek Chauvin had his knee on George Floyd. including time after George Floyd had died. There's no excuse for that amount of time. Things need to change. <laughs>